0: You're listening to the Sick Mom's Guide Podcast, Episode 10. Welcome to the Sick Mom's Guide
1: Podcast. If my mom can do it, you can too. I am so
0: happy that you're here with me today. I get to talk to Diana Collins from the Always With Me Foundation. It is a nonprofit for moms that are dealing with postpartum depression. And among other things, Diana donates her time as a postpartum doula and has other doulas that go out to serve moms who are dealing with BPD who couldn't otherwise afford one. She has got some amazing things she's going to share with us. She's going to talk about the signs of postpartum depression, what to do if you're dealing with it, and a lot of other things. Please join me in welcoming Diana. Hey, Diana. I am so glad that you're with me today. Hey. Um, Can you just introduce yourself and tell a little bit about you and your family?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Diana Collins. I am the founder of the Always With Me Foundation, and... I'm a mom of two, married to my best friend for I think we're married for five years now. <laughs> <laughs> I think I lost count. <laughs> Forgive me for that. But um and pretty much my story, it started out having postpartum depression hitting rock bottom after the death of my best friend. And um after that I I lost my mind. Truthfully, I lost my mind, and I became severely suicidal, and the moment I was in the ER for a psych evaluation, I I had enough. I said, I'm done. I have to fix myself, and that's where the foundation came from, and now I am home, working from home, happy as I can be, and have found my mission and my passion, so...
0: Well, that's, that's so amazing. And I really appreciate you being so transparent and just share, like what, what you've been through and everything and being so honest, because I think there's so many women that struggle with those things and they, you know, they just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to admit it because oh. who wants to say, you know, um, People are afraid to say, you know, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my kids? Are people going to think whatever, whatever? And I think people need to hear stories like yours where you're saying, no, you know, I am not crazy. This isn't a crazy thing. This isn't a whatever thing. This is real things that are happening to real women. And there's absolutely. And what I want you to, I would love for you to tell, like, so tell me about the always tell about the always with me foundation because it's. Yeah, I love it.
1: The Always With Me Foundation started out as a podcast back in December of 2017 and that was when I left my day job, my 9 to 5. I had no plan. I just uh, I gave her my 2 weeks and my boss was so supportive. She was just like this is life or death. You know, you need time to heal. Right. So but because I'm I'm not a person who likes to sit on my sit sit and do nothing I I can't Um, I created this podcast for moms I started sharing stories and from that it has made me it's helped me heal myself and it's helped other moms heal Um, we still we still do the podcast and but in the mix of everything I started I I started meeting all these moms Jen I met you Mm -hmm. that's how we met and I met a group of moms that I connected very strongly with. And we opened up the nonprofit, the Always With Me Foundation, where we are advocates. Um, we spread awareness for mental health, maternal mental health. And our biggest project is that we donate postpartum doulas to moms that are in need, moms that, who may be in poverty, single moms who don't have the support after coming home from having their baby. Right. And we just donate our time. Um, of course we're all certified doulas and that would be all of my volunteers would be certified doulas, but we donate that our, is certificate so our, time. our time.
0: So amazing. So I didn't even realize that component of it. And yeah. I think that is such a great thing. Cause I had a doula for the birth of my last child. So mm-hmm. my sixth one, um, but I think that postpartum, especially, you know, even, yeah, just to have that support of somebody that gets it.
1: Yes. And it's awesome. I have had two clients already. I have one right now and she's a single mom and she's amazing. And just all I do is I go there, I do what she gives, you know, do her dishes. I make sure she eats, make sure she's hydrated. And sometimes we just even spend the hour. I mean, I, I'm in there for three Three to four hours, which is a good time frame. Right. And sometimes you just talk because, you know, talk about motherhood and talk about, you know, because sometimes you get tired of talking to a baby. Yeah. <laughs> and even that can be so, you know, consuming or, right. you know, you know, it can lose your mind. And one of my biggest takeaway from doing this is my previous mom, she said she didn't have any signs of PPD. And she said, "You know, I'm fine." Right. But I always look back and think and wonder if she didn't have that support, would she have gone that route? Right. Because she was also, you know, didn't have as much support as she needed. Um. So I, not to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I like to think that I have saved them from going down that road.
0: Oh, definitely. So. Definitely. Yeah. And I think, you know, people don't realize because they think, well, you know, women all over, they have babies and they move on and this Mm -hmm. is how it is. But um, do you you know anything about Like the rates of women with postpartum depression? Because I was hoping to know that and um, yeah.
1: It is actually, some say one to seven, um, some say one to five. It's pretty vague because those are the women that reported it. Right. We don't think about the women who has not, the women who, you know, we think about culture. So there's women who don't talk about it, don't realize that they have it. Um, But right now they're saying it's about one to five, everyone, one to five, one to seven women gets it.
0: Wow. That's such a high number. It is important to build awareness so that, you know, women, you know, you're so excited and you're pregnant and you're happy and, you know, not to worry about what might happen, you know, but just Mm -hmm. to have a plan in place to know that you have support afterwards and to open that communication with people around you before the fact.
1: Yeah. At night you get the biggest thing is, you know, we live in a society where we have all these bloggers and we have social media and, we have these moms who are so adamant about having a natural birth or having the birth of her dreams, and that may not go as planned. And then she hit, she's hit with, you know, that makes her a high risk. If she gets the C-section and she didn't want that and she was so adamant about having that dream birth. Right. She, now she's at risk for PPD.
0: Oh, I see. I didn't even realize that. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. There are so many, so many risks. Um, Even being a first time mom is a risk. Um, It's based off of your environment. Do you have the support being a single mom? You're at risk. We're all at risk for it. Um, But it's take, you know, being educated, it's about being educated and taking the steps, you know, okay. I didn't get the birth that I need. Maybe I'm not myself because I'm pretty upset about that. Reach out for help. Right. I feel that if you reach out for help, it won't get as far. And if it does, and you've already have the support in place, you won't get to a point where I was. Yeah. So, and I was at a very dangerous point, but... (laughs) So how did you how did you
0: realize that that was what was happening with you, or did you did you know that that was what what it was at the time?
1: Um, I think because I've been to therapy before having kids and being married, I'm I was familiar in that field. But you know, the first time around when I had my first child, they gave me like, oh, you know, a little synopsis of what PPD was, right, and then distracted me. I'm like, okay, you know, that's not going to happen to me, and then. I think the reason why I was more familiar with it the second time around was because my best friend, who lost her life to this, passed away just a month before I gave birth to my daughter. Oh, wow. Which made me high risk, but we didn't know. I See, I wasn't educated. My husband was educated. We just thought it was grieving. Right. And, um, but it was a mix of both. So that's when I realized, I'm like, because I I figured that she passed from PPD because she was a mom of two. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I feel. This is what she feels. This is what it is. Right. So So
0: what are some of the signs for, you know, for family members or, or for somebody, you know, who's just maybe just had a baby who's feeling, you know, kind of down and kind of blue and, you know, how do they, how do, how should people know when it's time to maybe get some help?
1: So they... The first two weeks, first postpartum, two weeks postpartum, Mm -hmm. you can have baby blues, which is, you know, your hormone will change. So you're crying a lot. Um, You're just a little, you know, a little emotional than normal. Right. But that tends to go away two weeks after. Okay. Once that two weeks goes, comes, you know, passes and you're, it's now severely sad. You feel hopeless. You, um, one of the signs is, you know, fatigue. Sleep deprivation, um, of course, suicidal tendency or suicidal thoughts. Right. Um, what else? Just not eating, like just not being yourself, not being motivated to be in to thrive in life, right. is a big sign. And of course, if you're feeling like you are worthless, and of course, you don't want to live anymore, that obviously that's a big sign, right? You need to reach out for help, and there's nothing wrong with reaching out for help. There's nothing wrong with you,
0: right? Oh, so,
1: I mean that there's there's nothing wrong with you in this fact that you're not crazy. You haven't lost your mind. There are people out there who has been through this as well. So.
0: And so let's say let's say somebody feels like that, and they they're listening to this, and they're like, oh, you know, maybe this is beyond a little bit of baby blues because I'm feeling like I just don't know how I'm going to get through. What are some things that they can do when they realize or if somebody around them realizes it's a little more serious than they might might have thought?
1: Yeah. So I just forgot. I probably should have mentioned there's PPD, postpartum depression, PPA, postpartum anxiety, um, postpartum OCD. And then one of the very rare cases is postpartum psychosis, which is you're having hallucinations, Soon after the birth, but it's—I think they say it's about one percent of the population. Okay. Um, Which is still so, a relatively
0: high number when you consider how many people give birth.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, I personally myself know a mom that has been through that, and she advocates, um, you know, for maternal mental health. But I mean, it, it happens. So for me, you, you ask like, what should a mom be do- doing? Reach out to your husband, your significant other. Reach out to your friends. Um and if you know you have them and then reach out to support groups, the um postpartum support international is a big one. They um if you go onto their website, which let me look it up for you right okay. now, I think it's like PSI PSI. Okay, so it's postpartum.net. And if you go on there, you're able to look up your state. Okay. And they'll tell you, you know, where they have postpartum support groups. And that is one of the biggest steps is going into a support group, into an environment where you're welcomed, you won't be judged, and people have been through what you've been through. So, and then after that, I mean, you that's on it's it's up to your progress and where you've been if you feel that you need the medication or maybe just some self-healing um it depends on how you how you go from after you know getting the support okay okay
0: well that is really good to know so and how do you think the the postpartum doula how mm-hmm. important do you think that is to somebody After they've given birth, like even if they've, you know, people before they have a baby, because that's really when people typically plan for that sort of thing. And I know a lot of people, and especially like spouses or, you know, think, Mm -hmm. well, why would you need that? You know, you've had a baby, you've gotten through the thing, you've gotten through giving birth. Why would you possibly need help afterwards? And why would we want to pay for something like that? Right? Right. So um, what are some good reasons to push for getting yourself something like that?
1: Well, think of it this way. You are taking, when you're pregnant, you are taking care of, to the T, you're taking postnatal pill, you know, post, uh, gosh, I don't even remember what it is. Those vitamins. Prenatal vitamins, yeah. (laughs) Prenatal vitamins. It's been been only two years since I've had my last child. (laughs) (laughs) But you're taking care of, you know, you go to the hospital and you're taking care of. Why do we, as mothers, not deserve to be taken care of after we've, Birth a human. Why don't we deserve
0: that? Well, there you go. That is the argument argument right there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because because I I feel like
0: after you go through all that, your body's gone through all that. Not instantly back to the way it was. I think a lot of people that's a just something that people feel like. And it, you know, after giving birth naturally to six babies, I can say (laughs) it, you know, I didn't feel like I was myself until like Mm -hmm. up to a year later. I just didn't feel back to me. Um, and you know, in your body is, you know, after nine months, that change doesn't just all go away. The change. No. Happen.
1: And what frustrates me is a lot of people will sit there and be like, well, I healed after two days. I'm like, we're all different. We all heal differently and we shouldn't be judged for that if we need an extra help. I think personally, I think every woman deserves a postpartum doula. Um, and I hope one day in the States we get that kind of luxury, but for now, I, that's why I donate my time is so, to help prevent losing any more moms from this I think, I
0: think that's great. Yeah. Cause I think that's another thing about being in the States too, is that in a lot of other cultures, people have family there. So your mm-hmm. mom is there with you, or, you know, you've got aunts and you've got other women and they've all been through it and they know how to help you and they're cooking for you and holding yes. the baby when you're tired. And so a lot in a lot of other cultures, we're not, they're not isolated like we are. Yeah, you know, but absolutely. once your significant other goes back to work or you're alone, you know, mm-hmm. and you've done it on your own. You're just sitting there with this baby
1: yeah. and it's hard. I have to share a funny story. So in that aspect, my, when I was my first born, my husband went back to work after two weeks and I was all alone. And, and this is why I advocate for having a doula because we are brand new moms. Our minds are not completely there. We forget to eat because we're holding this baby who's on us twenty four seven, especially when you're breastfeeding, you forget to eat. You don't take care of yourself, and that's not healthy. There's one time, so my story goes: I put in a frozen TV dinner,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I was so sleep deprived that instead of pushing one minute, I pushed an extra zero, <laughs> and that thing went on for almost. It started burning, and I was like, "Oh, oh wow. my god!" <laughs> so. Just so you know, I almost lit the house on fire. Oh wow! (laughs) Yeah, it was, but thankfully, you know, by the grace of God, it was it was fine. It's just a little smoky in the house. But but it's
0: exhausting having a baby. It really is. No matter what route you take to get there, it is it is definitely exhausting. And um, yeah, when I had my fifth one, my husband came home from Iraq. We had her, and he was gone ten days later for eight months. Wow! And um, and I think. It would have been really nice. But I honestly, I didn't even know. She's eight now. I didn't even know that that kind of thing existed then. And that's part know. of the reason why I wanted to have you on today, I want other people to know like, you know, postpartum depression is a real thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just like this mental thing and you can just like snap out of it on your own. Sometimes you need help and that it's mm-hmm. okay and good. And I think it's natural for women to have other women around them after they've given birth. It's just a very. Our culture is unique in that we don't Mm -hmm. do that. So I'm so happy that you're doing what you're doing. And to donate that time, that is an amazing thing. And I'm really so happy for the people that are around you that get to experience that.
1: And you know what? I've built a forever friendship most of the time. Like the two, the two that I've already had are in my life now. Um, And I get to see those babies grow. So and, and that's just what that's what I love, yeah. um and that's just my passion. This is to just build sisterhood. We need to build a sisterhood we're I'm so tired of seeing these moms judge each other by not breastfeeding, bottle feeding, carrying you know not carrying, and it's just can we just come together because we need our tribe
0: exactly more than
1: we ever know, so yeah.
0: That is a, that is a very valid point. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of that. And and for some reason with women more than men, and I don't know why, because mm-hmm. we're the ones who seem to be more emotional and really need each other more, but we also push each other away sometimes
1: mm-hmm.
0: for reasons mm-hmm. that are kind of silly. Yeah. I know like when, when I was home, you know, I was, I was, I was a stay at home mom and, I had been working and then I, you know, I had a lot of problems with people who are like, oh, you stay at home. You think you're better because you're with your, kids. and I'm like, no, for me, it's just working out better. And then we pulled our kids out of school and they're like, oh, well, now you must be really judging because you, and I'm like, no, I, I really, am judging. <laughs> put your kids in school or homes, like whatever works for your family. However, any of those things should definitely not affect a friendship Absolutely. for some reason. All those little things, and yeah, with the baby stuff, it really does too. Just like the things you said, you know, if you're, you know, are you a crunchy mama? Are you, you know, whatever? You know, (laughs) oh my goodness! Like, I never knew there was had to be so many rules that people followed to,
1: right? I didn't know. I, I mean, these labels are just, just be the mom you want to be, and that's my, you know, my ending point is like that's why I left my job was because I couldn't be the mom that I wanted to be. I was exhausted. I would go home from my nine to five after my two-hour commute. And it was just, it wasn't fair to me. I, I just told myself, this isn't what life is supposed to be like. This isn't what motherhood is supposed to feel like. Right. And I had to make a change. I had to. It, I, it was no choice. And it was hard financially, but it was a transition, you know, and minimalizing and simplifying my life made a whole difference.
0: And I bet it actually made it easier, even though it might not have felt like it in the beginning.
1: Yeah. In the beginning, I'm like, I want my cable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's hard, but once you get through that part, it it is easier, but it is, it's a hard transition. Okay. So I have two questions before you go. Um, One is, and you've kind of touched on it, but what advice would you give somebody if they walked up to you right now and said, this is what I'm struggling with. What would you say to do? Like first thing,
1: Hmm. I think first is to let go of that guilt because I know that that's what I felt. I felt guilty for having this illness or, you know, whatever you want to call it. Let go of that. Let yourself be vulnerable and reach out. Reach out to a support group. Prefer, I prefer to reach out to women who understand this because I had an environment who my 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 family is from the Asian culture. They don't understand this type of stuff so reach out to people that get it okay and that hear you
0: all right that sounds like great advice that's awesome and the last one is what is your superpower
1: well i think my superpower is healing
0: (laughs) i think you're right i think you're amazing at that you know and you've taken something that could have been just heartbreaking and changed the lives of everybody in your family. And you have turned it into something that is just making everybody around you so much better. And it's great for your kids to grow up and see what you're doing, you know, and you bring honest with them and saying, you know, this is what happened and look at, this is what we're doing for people now. And I think it's so, it's such a great example for them too. So thank you so much for everything that you're doing for women in general and you know, for awareness, it's just so wonderful. And I will have a link to you and to everything that you're doing in the show notes yeah, as well as on absolutely. the website. So if people have any questions or they want to check out what you're doing and the foundation or make a donation, do you have an easy way to do that too?
1: Yeah, just it'll all be under alwayswithme.org and big news is that we just paid to get our 501 C three.
0: Awesome very Yes, good. <laughs>
1: we're so excited we're we're in that process now it's all paid and we're going to be doing it and I'm oh that's great official
0: yes because then you can get a lot more donations and send out a lot yep. more doulas and just keep yeah. up the great work oh diana well thank you so much for coming today and talking about this i am so excited for what's happening
1: thanks for having me so. it's so fun talking to you <laughs> thank you so
0: much diana for being on the show And if you like today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review it wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps us get the word out to more moms who need to hear our message. If you want to know more about Diana and her cause, go to alwayswithme.org. She's got some amazing things there to help out. If you'd like to know more about the Sick Moms Guide, me, or how to move forward even when your body's pushing back, please go to thesickmomsguide.com. Today's show was sponsored by the book, The Sick Mom's Guide to Having Fun Again, If I Can Do It, You Can Too, and it's available at all major online booksellers. Our introduction today was by Derek Hardy, and our music is A New Day by Scott Holmes. Thanks again for joining me. You're not alone.